look, look, my whole life, there's always been this tiny little, this tiny little inkling in my heart to just, this is just tell a joke, not stop. All day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's torturous, man. I feel like I want to scratch my eyes out sometimes. Right? No, just me. done it so long i feel so oh oh i got the anxieties oh I gotta, you got I gotta, the shakes you got oh, the sugars just, oh wait hold on i just gotta relax for a second pack a ball or at least grind some up and get it ready <coughs> oh, oh sorry great kids pop pop needed his medication <coughs> yo man there's a legislation in pennsylvania <coughs> that's it's i think the house passed it which means it's got to go to I don't know. What, however the fuck that shit works. Uh, but basically, it's for medical marijuana, and there's also medical marijuana legislation uh, in Florida that we're all going to vote on in November. So Yeah, I saw that. Well, I saw, the, I saw the PA one, and I was thinking, like, I would love to get a job working in one of those places. I feel like that'd be chill as fuck. I know it's a business, but, like, come on. Come on. Hey, come I got on. a question. Yeah, ask me a question. Does Bernie Sanders smoke weed? Nah. Has he smoked weed? Then yes. why does it feel the burn? Is that why? Yeah, because stoners like him. And feel the burn because his name is just Bernie Sanders. And the feel the burn is like when you exercise. Like you feel the burn, you know? So he's like, we're exercising. not exercise. The country of all is that these what he says? demons. No, I don't know. I'm just making this up. I'm oh, just okay, totally good. I was going to say, because that is a weak campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a weak. Hey, Bernie Sanders, step up your fucking. Hey, step up your campaign game, dog. Campaign game. Welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Uh, my name is Seamus Millar. I'm just a lovely, lovely person. And I'm joined by two other lovely, lovely people who are wasting away on a juice cleanse, which <laughs> makes, me, makes me a little bit nervous. I'm joined by the, the ever-wonderful uh, Jasmine Morales. See, I went Jasmine first. And, and the consummate professional, Adam George. Adam George, oh, everybody. You, yeah, no problem. How are you guys doing? Spank you, spank you. We're out here just talking shit on Bernie Sanders. Dude, you know what? You know what, man? Donald Trump, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to see he's crazy. No, like, I knew he was crazy before, but he said some shit this week that, like, I was like, oh, goddamn, that's way too fucking far. Finally. Like, I feel like he's just going around and making the rounds of, like, trying to offend literally everyone. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he said some shit about uh, it was after the Brussels attack um, where he said that uh, he said that 
they should not only waterboard, but he would take it a step further. And I, I look, I, I wonder, like, if if torture was actually efficient, an efficient way of getting information. I might be behind that. I'm not. I'm not sure how efficient it is because I feel like if you torture somebody, they'll probably just tell you whatever you want to hear, so you'd stop torturing them. You know what's uh, really interesting? So if you're a psychologist and you have your degree and you've taken like the oath and stuff like that, that you won't like harm patients and shit. Um, if you work at Quantico, no, not Quantico. Where's the Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay? Mm-hmm. You can't torture someone, but you can direct somebody on how to psychologically torture someone. Oh, that's weird. Like a yeah. like a like a guy no, in your corner. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like a boxing ring. He's a coach. Like hit him with the jab. Hit him with the jab. Uh, like yeah. just in the or corner. Like, like. Uh, you're 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 going on a date and somebody's talking in your ear, telling you what to do, what to say. Tell her that dress makes her look fat. But it's always like it's always like really evil shit because they're like the, they're like the torture coaches. Yeah, essentially. But it's it's a interesting loophole that I learned about researching like military psychology. Yeah, so they don't ever have to break their oath, but they can tell somebody, if I was to break my oath, I would do it like this. <laughs> like fucking OJ. Oh, if yeah. I was to murder these people, here's the book. Dude, have, have yo, let me just tell you guys, I've been watching this show, The People versus OJ Simpson, and I think you guys need to watch that shit. If you liked Making a Murderer or, like, Serial or, like, any of those things, this is kind of along the same lines. Where Except he's definitely not innocent. He's, Except he's, he's like a hundred percent not innocent. <laughs> yeah, Holy like the other shit! One, the other two stories, you can kind of like. There are people on one side who think he's they're guilty, and there's people on the other who think they're not guilty, and there's people in between. The OJ case, like, if you really are confused, you're a fucking idiot. My man. The other cases did it. involve reasonable doubt to some exactly. extent. This this does not at all. Like the like the evidence. Here's the evidence in the OJ case, right? He fucking finds his he kills his wife or whatever and he kills her her boyfriend or supposed guy who was coming to see her apparently she was very like uh what's the word i'm looking for promiscuous Promiscuous, yeah and um and they were like on again off again all the time but so they find a blood trail like leading from the murder scene to like oj's place they find blood in his car and in his socks in his room and they're like, well, you know, uh, I think it was framed. I think he was framed by, like, these these racist cops. And it's like, all right, we're just creating a fu- – dude, it's insane. Like, it is so poignant for today's time where everything seems so racially fucking fueled. That shit was insanely racially fueled. Like, I feel def- like um, a lot of – fuck. A lot of uh, police forces from the past really – fuck up murder scenes and like stuff like that. So it could it could have been something like uh they just they went in before they had a warrant or they they were touching shit and moved some shit around and that completely fucked up the whole case. And that's why yeah. he got off, you're saying? But yeah, no, yeah. but but none of that but none of that actually happens in the case. What happens is they the defense Johnny Cochran comes on and basically is just like, "All right, we have like no defense for this guy, so we're just going to fabricate this whole thing because it was right around the Rodney King shit. And so, like, there was this huge, like, anti-police sentiment in L.A. And they're like, we're just going to flip this around so it's a race thing. And they uh, they went so far as to – so when the jury was going to go see the crime scene, Johnny Cochran went in with people and, like, f- changed O.J.'s house around so it would look like he was more into, like, 
I'm, I'm down for the black cause. Like, he had all these pictures <laughs> of naked chicks and stuff on his wall, and they took them down and put up, like, posters of Ruby Bridges and shit. It's, like, it's like re- really insane how crazy this is. And the the, the bad thing that ha- ends up happening, spoiler alert, I mean, it's kind of weird because it's, like, a historical drama, but it's also, like, you can look up and see how all of this shit ends. And if, if you live through it, you already know what happens. But they find out that one of the cops uh, who was, like, uh, who uh, made the discovery of the evidence. He was also like a huge racist. Like they have tapes of him like saying horrible things about beating up black people and stuff. Oh, but man. yeah, yeah. And he, you know, like he, he really had like the sentiment, like he wanted to frame black people. And I'm, I'm sure he has probably done that in cases, but the OJ case, I don't, I, that, that it would have been so such an elaborate fucking thing to like put all that blood there. You know what I mean? Like in the socks, in this house, like how the fuck, how did he, how yeah, did have you co- seen gone girl though? I mean, have you... Yeah, but how many... All right, so with Gone Girl, people always jump to that, like, oh, but what if they're, like, a genius psychopath who's, like, fooling everyone? And I, you know, you can't ever rule that out. But my opinion is, like, there aren't that many of those out there in the world. Like, it's, like, such a small percentage that, like... I. You know, you always have to leave it leave it open to to the possibility, but like the the odds that this bum ass cop from some small at whatever town or whatever whatever even city like this racist ass cop is going to be a genius psychopath. Yeah. Like I just I just don't buy it, you know. And and also there were like all these tapes that were released of where uh, Nicole Simpson, who was his wife, had to call the cops multiple times because OJ was just beating the fuck out of her, like beating the shit out of her. And it's like, all right, so this guy has a history of domestic violence. He, you know, at the very least, he's a, he's he, that shows he's a violent guy. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he premeditated the murder. I'm, I, it could be that he's a violent guy and he saw like his wife with some dude and lost his shit for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he played football, right? I'm getting, I'm, I'm yeah, getting he was right, a football right? guy. What if, what if the NFL is framing him? He, what if, what if he's like, uh, had so many good. concussions over his Ooh. career that he can't, he can't, we really can't like mentally make rational decisions because that's a very common. That's a good point that I never even considered. And they I were mean, not considering that back then either. I'm not even saying like, you know, he's innocent or whatever or, you know, we should give him a pass, but I feel like when you're when you've had that many concussions, like you just do irrational shit. And it, yeah. it, it, it's like spur of the moment, you get angry and then you do some shit and you're like, "What the fuck? What did I just do?" Yeah, you want to yeah. hear some shit about race? Uh, <laughs> sure. Guess what Beyoncé is doing in her next like music video? Um, what? She's having Trayvon Martin's parents and like a bunch of other people twerking, just twerking <laughs> in the video. <laughs> no, who like their kids got killed and stuff uh, in their video, and uh, pe- some people buy into it so much. But I'm gonna say, but I, I just get pissed off because I'm like, can't you see she's doing this for the money because like she's fallen off, so she she needs her name back in the media because if she really cared about this, she could have done it when it happened. I don't didn't know have to she, wait for a bunch to rack up. It's weird because, like, everybody seems to, like, all these girls I know love Beyonce, but it's almost like uh, that song came out, that Formation song, and I haven't heard it played anywhere. And maybe that's, like, the white man oppressing this. I, I was like, oh, it's a cool <laughs> video. I don't know if the song is that great itself. You know what I mean? Like the, Yeah, the you know, you know what's really funny? Just as a side note for the grandkids, Seamus hits me up, like, I don't know, a little bit after the Super Bowl, which is when all this uh, Formation Beyonce video shit happened. And I, we were talking about, I forget how, who brought it up or whatever, but I was expecting Seamus to be like, oh, God, why is she trying to rile up the races and like da 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 And Seamus goes, you know, it's actually a pretty cool video. The song sucked, 
but the video was kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I was trying to look at it objectively, you know what I mean? And I think it's okay. Like, I didn't even think the Black Panther shit was that offensive, honestly. Uh, like, I, I was just like, ah, whatever, who gives a shit? But, like, uh, I get the arguments on both sides. Like, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. I just didn't care that much. I really didn't care. Like, I understand if the police care, if she's having, like, an anti-cop sentiment and they don't want to work with her or whatever if, I, I don't know i don't know work with her sounds so weird because like it's almost like they privately contract out these cops to like protect celebrities and shit you know what i mean like they like they have to escort her places and i get if they're like pissed about that but at the same time if you're getting orders and it's your job just do your fucking job do you know what i mean job. yeah it, it's not about you my, you're a cop and your identity get left at the fucking door you're a cop now you know my thing is like throughout the history of Beyonce. <laughs> um, you can dun, see dun, dun, <laughs> the history of Beyonce. Uh, you you can see when she pulls out these cars, these like race cars, because there was Josephine Baker, the fucking banana skirt, and mm-hmm. she's supposed to be paying homage to her, but that's that's something that she that Josephine Baker had to do in order to survive, yeah, not so because who's she Josephine loved Baker? it. Oh, um, for those of us who don't know, who's Josephine? Look Baker? it up. Look it up. No, we have she... Google for a reason, you stupid bitches. <laughs> she was like a, a dancer, right? Or was she 20s, actually a call girl? Or oh, no, a dancer? maybe before 20. She no, was, she was a dancer. Yeah, she was a dancer. She was kind of like an entertainer. Um, she didn't ever really get to like sing or anything like that. They just wanted her to dance around. And they put her in a banana suit or a banana skirt because she was black and, you know, apes fucking... and shit. Yeah, super racist, yeah, yeah. Like, like very blatantly racist. But she did what she had to do, and she was actually a very successful dancer, like internationally. Yeah. Because she was like, all right, you want me to wear the banana skirt? I'll wear the fucking banana skirt, but I'm going to dance my ass off. And she was successful. Beyonce wore the same skirt, and like, I get it. Like, you're, you're like calling back to like, oh, like, you know, a- amazing black dancer had to struggle, and, you know, I'm throwing a, a thing to her. But like, why wear the banana skirt, which is like the, 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 symbol of it was you know if there were like shackles right the the banana skirt is the symbol of the shackles right that josephine baker i'm sure she didn't want to wear the fucking banana skirt she wanted to dance and she saw that she had to wear the banana skirt to dance so she just did it but beyonce you don't have to wear the banana skirt so definitely yeah you know what they could have done they could have done like something themed off of her old attire because josephine baker was like what the 20s or 30s like because she had the like the feather hat or whatever and stuff like that i was even gonna say like i'm she didn't sing or anything, but they could have been songs that she, like, wrote or something like that. Why not do, like, one of those? Some, yeah, I would have gone for something that Josephine Baker wanted to do but never got to do because of of because of race, right? She wanted to put on the show. She wanted to do this dance, but her producers told her no, that she has to wear a banana skirt. I would do the dance that she wanted to do if I was going to honor her in any, in any way. If not, then at least do, like, a song she was famous for or something, but, like... To wear the banana skirt to me is, I I just don't get that. And it seems to me that over the years, Beyonce, like Jasmine's saying, is pulling out these things to say, like, you know, I'm I'm honoring a black artist of the past. So, like, this is like a like a black thing and but she also caught a lot of shit on one of her album covers. If we all go back to like high school or maybe college where she was so photoshopped and crazy looking that she looked white, like she had blonde hair. Her skin was like super, super, super light, like lighter than she is in real life because people I saw like comparisons. So it just seems like she's morphing into like, well, what does the crowd want? Yeah. And what does the crowd want? Like, how do I prove that I'm that person? Well, what I was (laughs) saying, what I was getting at was that every time she starts to fall off, she pulls out one of these race cards 
or she she capitalizes on it because she could have if she if any of this black movement or like uh black lives matter stuff like meant anything to her personally she could have been on it a long time ago like when it first started like Trayvon Martin how how long has that been yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I feel what? like it's been two or three years at this and point. It George feels Zimmerman like is in jail. He's like in jail. Is right? he? I'm pretty no, sure he got off. Oh, he got off. Oh, yeah. that's unfortunate. Well, the thing, the thing with that case, I mean, it's, 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 it's that they were trying to prove him for like meditated murder or something or something like this. I don't know. the The, the case, honestly, to me, was it sucks that it happened. But I don't think it like like everyone's like he shouldn't have been following that kid and blah 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 and like yeah he shouldn't have been doing that but it's not illegal to just walk down the street and then like the like what happens in the case all of the I'm assuming all of the evidence kind of like like that's the thing that that case makes me uncomfortable in the same way the Mike Brown case makes me uncomfortable because I'm like uh, I, think I understand are also going to be in the video yeah I understand that you want to get behind the the message like the message is more important than the means but those cases are kind of iffy for me like all of the forensics data in the Mike Brown case kind of pointed to him lunging at the cop you know what I mean and all the shit in the Trayvon Martin thing yes. He was, Zimmerman was following him, and he was wrong to be doing that. But then Trayvon Martin in de, like started attacking him, and in defense, he shot the kid. I think it's a tragedy, absolutely. But I don't think it's the poster boy for like police injustice or racial shit in America. No, yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you on that. I hear what you're saying. And there's the... The Eric Garner is, case should be the very, one. It's a very funny thing how muddy these cases are that become the, the symbols. Yeah. Because why would you choose the... the harder case to prove and for as a symbol you want it to be clean and pure you know like the one kid he's 12 years old he's playing in the park with a fucking fake bb gun or whatever yes a fake gun the cops you can watch the video they roll up and within two seconds of them stopping the kid's dead they just went dead kill the kid now that is police brutality i can get behind that retarded right eric garner i think he was he was the one in new york that got choked out over the loose cigarettes right or whatever and he died you can that's terrible behind that right the the other two cases though I think there they're is like fishy they're fishy but at the same time if you look at the details there are definite places where the police fucked up and I think there's other shit that happened details always matter et cetera et cetera right context is very important but the thing is the police did fuck up and we absolutely really cannot have our police fucking up we just can't we can't accept it because they're too important their job is too hard it's too it, it's very a, a very potent job, so we can't really we can allow citizens to fuck up because that's what the cops are there for, right? We have to accept that, but we can't really accept cops fucking up. And there's all what did all the cops do in the Trayvon did. case that was fucked up? Well, not the cops, but this yeah. George Zimmerman asshole. He's pretending. Well, to he's be not a cop. cop. You can't do anything. That's yeah. just individuals. Well, yeah, fucking yeah. The up other then. three are police brutality. This that one is race, which it's a whole other thing. I, uh, I mean, George Zimmerman's an asshole. He shouldn't have been following him. The cops told him not to follow him. He followed him anyway. Gotten into an altercation because if someone's following you, fuck you. You you're not a cop. You can't just follow me. You know. And uh, granted, he shouldn't have attacked him or whatever. But but everyone fucked up. So yeah, it's not for like. Sure. There are know. no real good guys. And then he like he he kind of went like overboard from what I've seen like on his like I saw screenshots of his Twitter and stuff and he almost like went overboard racist where he was just like trolling the people that hated him and saying all these crazy things. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was like a troll account, but I saw like these screenshots of his Twitter where he was like going nuts. George Zimmerman, man. He's not a good person. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, one of the more recent race things that I've seen against like uh, 
people are saying that they're racist against black people was this woman who was a uh, her alarm went off and she rushed home and this uh, I guess he was like a black teen he was in high school broke into the house and was like trying to steal stuff and then she ended up shooting him but it was in Florida so by law if he was anywhere on that property she was in the right to shoot him and like stand the, yes. stand your ground laws. yeah yeah and um well i think it's even more it isn't isn't their law even more severe if you break into someone's house you said he broke into her house yeah he broke into her house and he was stealing stuff uh and this kid had just been caught the week before for breaking and entering and like theft but they were interviewing his family and i don't know if it was his sisters or his cousins but they were like oh yeah how how is how is he gonna like buy his clothes if, if he's not stealing like he had to do this and like she she should have not shot like she he was like off the ground and like or off her ground and stuff like that but he was like still in the house yeah he was like apparently he was like out, going out the window and she shot him or something or going like that that's the story that they were saying. ah going yeah. out the window happened. he was retreating that's the the story that they're saying yeah that's what they're saying yeah but they're they're also defending right. him breaking and entering and committing theft you know by saying like oh he's in a tough spot like how how would he be able to feed himself and clothe himself if he if he wasn't stealing from this lady he was like, a good kid he loved school like okay like that so should i just change the sense. law so that people can break into your house if they're poor no the right. fuck how would you like it if people were breaking into your house because like oh sorry like i have to do this you know yeah i saw that video sorry and i, I have like... to do this sorry <laughs> yeah, everybody's bang, sorry bang. in the situation i'm sorry <laughs> I was, like, appalled at, like, what the people were saying, that it was, like, justified. Yeah, they were, like, they, I was watching it with Jasmine. They were, they were really sticking up for this kid. Yeah. Like, like, so what? He was, like, breaking and entering, like, Yeah, so and, what? And the he law does this is, all the time. Yeah, but that's why you don't break and enter, because yeah. there are, especially in Florida, people can just shoot you. They can just shoot you if you're on, the, uh, on their property. Yeah. That's why you tell your kids not to break into place, and you don't make it okay when they do. Uh, my family always said that, uh, don't ever start something with someone in the street because you don't know if they're packing or not, or like, uh, yeah. what their deal, you, you know, yeah. you don't know if somebody has like a switchblade or a gun or, you, you don't know. know if they're mentally unstable or yeah. not, you know, my you dog don't... could have a fucking grenade in his back pocket. <laughs> An <laughs> RPG. <laughs> Just pulls it out. <laughs> he calls in a tactical strike. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have talked shit on that guy. Uh, but you know what else was crazy about the O.J. Simpson case, if I could just get back to that for a second, is that because it was, like, in the early 90s, I don't know when DNA started to become, like, a uh, household name, essentially, but the one guy comes and he has this DNA evidence where he's like, yeah, uh, this pretty much proves that O.J. So O.J.'s DNA was found among the blood at the murder scene, too. Like, it, like his blood was found, basically. Or, like, his, his DNA, DNA was there. And, uh... The guy's like, yeah, no, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is like one in a million people, so it has to be him, basically. And the 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 audience, the jury is just like, what? Like DNA? Like I don't get it. like nobody gets it. Like they don't understand how like <laughs> it uh, definitive it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's when it was just in the early '90s. Is just when it started to be um, scientifically consistent i, I want to say enough that they could start using it yeah. in investigations and but, shit. But, but it hadn't reached into people's lives really on a yeah. in a household way except like maybe yeah. like murray like <laughs> yeah Springer. you know what that's actually a good point because it really you call does... it murray murray <laughs> the murray show Mar yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure if it was like an accent thing i was like i've never heard jasmine murray 
Murray. <laughs> Murray. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Murray. That really drives in the point, like, DNA equals identity. Like, we can find out who you, yeah. like, what body this belongs to if we know, if we have the DNA. Yeah. But I don't think it, I don't know if it had sunk into everyday people's lives at that point. Because they're like, oh, like, you found what in the blood? Like, what? Like, what yeah. What does that have to do with him being there or not? And maybe like, they didn't oh, trust science on. as much. because. So today, we're like, oh, DNA, like, I got that. Because science is really embedded in our society in a more attainable way. Like, you just look up articles and shit online yeah. and stuff. And back then, uh, I feel like science was... It wasn't new because, you know, we have electricity and shit. But for <laughs> the grand group of people like ma- the majority of people they're still like i don't know christianity all this shit so like mm-hmm. they they kind of discount science anyways i hear a lot also, of people no go for it also i think a lot of people like okay so I'll, I'll i'll send you guys some videos i sent adam some videos the other night of people reacting to the oj verdict from like as it was happening live and dude how crazy was that like it was like 50 50 it was like white people look so sad black people were going like yeah oh my god yeah because they made it such a race issue that i think a lot of people were just uh bypassing the evidence there was just a cognitive dissonance there because they didn't want it to be true they wanted it to be a race issue and so it became this huge fucking race issue like it later on there was like one video i sent you where there was like one black dude like no you guys are crazy he fucking did it he's still guilty He's still guilty. But it was like 99% of black people were happy and 99% of white people were just like the saddest. It's fun. Half the room goes berserk and then yeah, the other half is just so sad. I feel like that's the, the result of the information or the sources of information that uh, we rely on. So today we can look up on the internet what's the, the evidence, what does uh, somebody who's liberal say about it, what does somebody who's conservative say about it, uh, what do I think about looking at the actual evidence um, here's somebody I trust talking about it, uh, and you can get all this information. Whereas back in the OJ times, and you know before that, you're relying on the news to tell you what's going on. That's it. That's all you have. You have three, six, and ten TV channels. You have the newspaper, or maybe a couple newspapers if you're lucky, and that's it. That's all the information about the outside world that you really have access to. Excuse me. And the, um, and the, the crazy yeah. thing I learned this is this is crazy too because this is like the first big event where like. Maybe not the first big event where the whole country is watching. It was probably like the JFK assassination or something like that. We're like, well, I mean, I guess they only had a couple channels even before that. So, I mean, this was a huge live event that brought together so many people. I was amazed. I watched this other document because I'm like right now I'm like in this zone where I'm like, I want to learn everything about this case. This shit is I'm obsessed with how obsessed America was with this case. <laughs> I really am. Because the it's crazy. They had like seven or eight helicopters following it. So much so that the signals were like so, uh, I don't know, what's the word? They were everywhere, all-encompassing, that it started to like, um, what's the word when it like, uh, on, it's like a V, uh, I don't know how to say this. It started to interfere with other channels and like it would come through on like a yeah. channel oh, that wasn't like, playing it. That's crazy. You know what I was just thinking? Back then it would be so much easier to be a cyber terrorist. Because they only have a couple of channels for you to hack. <laughs> <laughs> just just launching, launching the nukes through Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I used to Ask Jeeves a lot of shit. Yeah. You, know what, you know what specifically I remember putting into Ask Jeeves the most? I swear to God, I, rem- I know this for a fact too. Is images of nuclear bombs. Explode. Whoa. <laughs> I, I mean, I, would, I remember looking up those pictures for it. 
hours. I would just look at them and be like, what the fuck? Like when I was like 10 or something, you know? Wow. Like, what the fuck, man? Like there's a tree, there's a tree right there. Little bitty, little tiny thing, looks like an ant and there's this huge mushroom cloud. I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm so small. I'm so small compared so to this small. thing. <laughs> so thank you, Jeeves. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, on, on a lighter note, <laughs> on a shit talking note. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh man, Seamus, I wish you were by. So that, like, there's sometimes where I just hand my phone to Adam because I, I can't believe what I'm reading. And lately, it's been that uh, you learned cut guys. They are those. Should I bleep that out? Am I supposed to bleep that out? I don't. I don't care. Nah, man. We can start an official beef with these guys. Yeah, yeah. It's they're like. <laughs> you heard it here like... first. We're beefing with them. I'm, I'm so mad. <laughs> oh man, we should we should make a rap song just cutting on them. Yeah, we should. We really should. <laughs> but, All right, so what happened with these guys? Okay, so uh, they're. I'll I'll start off by saying they're like the pro men movement. They're menimists. I don't, like MRA, men's rights activist. Yeah, 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 menimist. That's funny. It's like men and feminist. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty gay so far. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Amen, brother. Um, Amen. So the first post that clued me into this was that uh, he wrote this like big, 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 long, like two, three paragraph thing where he was talking about how it's so wrong if uh, there's a disaster and like. A uh, ship is sinking or a room is burning that you get the women and the children out first He was like why the women like I understand the children, but like if it was the other way around <laughs> It would have gotten changed a long time ago oh, Like we Jesus wouldn't be Christ. standing for this and he's like I'm all about activists, equality I thought they were supposed to oh, that's so stupid I thought they were supposed to be like not manly men, but at least understand the rules to a certain extent. Are they like what is oh, this? No, no, what no. Is this, Wait, I what is this to, pussy shit? I want you to understand, Seamus, that men's rights activists—they are the pussies. They are the pussies man, of the men. I should, I they're not looking out for that. manly men, and to, they're not standing yeah. up for being manly men. They're just being pussy ass bitches that are angry that somebody is like you know. Pe feminists are saying like, oh, men are doing this and men are doing that. And they're like, oh, me? Men? I'm not doing anything wrong. Wh what's the matter with what I'm doing? I just yeah. want to be me. And it's like, look, that is, look, look, I'm going to break some shit down. That is our burden as males, all right? We, we live shorter lives because we fucking go out there and fucking provide and do all this crazy shit yes, and we're, historically we're protect bigger, the women and children. What the fuck? We're physically bigger and stronger because historically, evolutionarily, we were doing the risky shit. So this motherfucker is sitting around not doing anything risky, so he has no feeling of what like it means to like this is what being a man is actually about. So he's hearing all these like words floating around in space and reacting to them. A real man doesn't fucking get confused about words floating around in space. A real man needs to sit around and say, I'm a man, this is what it means to me, and I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. Of course I'm gonna save a woman in a burning building. Of course. Yeah. Um, one of and I'll the... hold the doors open for you too. Sorry, <laughs> I mean I, it's not that I don't think you can hold the door open. I just think it's a nice thing to do. What Hit the him fuck? up, ladies. Go Hit on a date up. with Seamus Millard. Hit He'll hold up. the Hit door open up. for you. Yeah, also, yeah. can I ask you guys a question? Uh, because I was raised to like with the understanding that it's rude to. This is what my mom always told me. She was like, my mom's a little bit older, old school, I guess. Like she she yelled at me uh, when she met my when I was dating my ex. We all like went out to dinner one time, and she was like, I can't believe you didn't pull the chair out for her. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like Why really? Did you pull I, it out I, too much. <laughs> <laughs> what, mom? You want me to pull out? 
Um, wait, well, wait, th- just wait no, I wanted to ask you, is, <laughs> is, it, is it inappropriate to ex- extend your hand to a woman? That might be some fucking chauvinist shit, but I always, I always, I'm like, because I always shake dudes' hands, you know what I mean? But I, I often, like, hug women. No, I shake those bitches' hands, too. Yeah, but you're a chick. That's the difference. I, I mean, you, am I a chick? Do I, do I recognize myself as a chick? Why don't you hug men? I do sometimes too. I do both oh, all right. in both situations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just that, I just see, always that's, that's feel. That's what I'm getting at. It's like what don't don't take the man and the woman out of it. There's there are certain people that you shake their hand. Hello. Yeah. Nice to meet you. There are certain people that you're like, what's up? Bring it in. Right. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter if right. they're male or female. I that think has it's really just relationship dynamics. Yeah. It's like it's like well, further I, than the, than just sex. I just well because the reason I bring it up is because I heard some female comedians uh, who were like. I hate it when every male comic hugs me, like shake my hand, like blah 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 on Facebook, and I was just like, "Oh, I oh have man, this I do haircut. do that." I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just I don't want to. I don't want to really like upset people's shit, but I guess it's it's sort of just like do whatever and then just deal with it as it comes because most people aren't going to be freaking out about this kind of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're making a point about freaking out. But okay, so back to this thing. Uh, somebody was like, "Well, they d- want the evolutionary rat to explain, you know, why you'd help the woman and the kids out first. And uh, my dude's response was, uh, "Well, we're overpopulated." And I was like, "Well, if you're worried about overpopulation and fucking uh, humanity going on, we'd be throwing kids off cliffs still." Wait, this is you talking to him yeah. now? You responded to this. So, so yeah. what did you say at first? What did you say at first, Jasmine? I said if if it if this was about like overpopulation and saving no before that before no, no, that no that this was the, some, that, okay, that okay, first, okay, yeah okay, yeah, said, yeah. And, okay. I, and, and I said and you know saving the population and shit then we'd be throwing kids off cliffs you know we wouldn't be saving all everyone and yeah. he just like never responded yeah people have a diff- difficult time responding to you I find because you you hit them right. Right in the weakest point of their armor, you're like, well, what about this? What about this? Like, if you really believe that, then go fuck yourself because yeah. you're a hypocrite, essentially. Yeah, yeah. If, if you... If, because if you're talking about the sheer cold numbers game of we're overpopulated, uh, you know, uh, we're, we need to be treated equally, well, then you wouldn't save the kid either, right? Yeah. You wouldn't save the woman. You wouldn't save the child. Maybe you save, you'd save yourself, but maybe not because if we're overpopulated and you really are going to cite that as the bigger issue... Throw yourself into the fire. Yeah. Help the cause. You know, if that's yeah. what you really believe. Then, but see, that's not what you really believe. So why yeah. are you getting all, why are you puffing your feathers up about it? Yeah, it, it just went on and on. He was just like arguing with people about equality and stuff. And then the next day, ah, oh, what? Fuck, I, sh- I, showed it, I showed it to you yesterday. I know, I'm, I'm trying, trying to remember too. Uh, give, me, give me a second. Yeah, but the, the issue I have with the, so like, let's say you take it to an evolutionary argument where you say like, oh, well, I can understand like back in the day, like we wanted the population to move forward. So of course we save women so that we would save like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But here's the reality of how the biological system of reproduction works for humans. If you save, if there are even men and women, right, then you have to have one-to-one, you know, one man has a baby with one female. But if you have one guy and 12 women, you can still have 12 babies, right? So if you have 12 women, 12 men, you can only have one baby at a time, right? Still, you can only have 12 babies in one batch, if you want to think about it that way. If you have one guy and 12 women, you can still have 12 babies in a batch. 
because the dude's not going to run out of sperm like that, you know? He can just keep going. Oh, fuck. He deleted it. Good move, because he was a fucking idiot. But really, both of them. That's why, that's why, genetically, we have the urge as men to save women. To, you know, if you really, I think. Oh, uh, I Men remember. have an instinct, I think, to save women and children because we're physically stronger and we're more... Um, replaceable. We're more replaceable. Yeah. So we should know be what, doing the risky things. I remember, you know what women are not attracted to? Uh, <laughs> guys who are like not willing to uh, keep them safe or protect them because that's yeah. kind of what inherently women look for, I think, in a lot of cases. We're like, oh, this dude's strong or this dude's this or this dude has some kind of quality where I'm like, oh, this guy would keep me alive on yeah. a very base level. In some kind of a way, yeah. That's what, it, that's what really... Uh, that when people are looking for that relationship match, that's what they're looking for because traditionally at least, you know, you can talk about the modern, like, oh, how complicated relationships are, but traditionally for human beings, it's our, we're, we need to protect each other and men do it, you know, they have one thing or a set of things to offer and women have a set of things to offer and everyone helps each other based on this mutual set of, of, of skills and tendencies. I think it's still the same way now. That's why you have, like, that bad boy thing that happens with chicks where they, like, go for the, like, and I, I don't know if it's, like, universal, but, the but stereotype. like, at least in high school and stuff, you would see shit like that where, like, the really aggressive, like, over-the-top kind of people, like, they they would be, like, found very attractive. They would have, they'd be with different people all the time. You know, like, it's like yeah. a... Because they're they're showing these these masculine tendencies. So to say like, oh well, why should I have to save you? <laughs> it's like, oh, every vagina in the room just dried up. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, you're kind of missing the point. <laughs> um, so I remember what it was. The the second one that I showed Adam, which was I believe from yesterday, was how the wage gap doesn't exist. And I was like, uh, like I want to comment on this, but I'm not going to because it's a waste of my time. But Adam and I essentially have the same job. And, like, you know, he does different things. Like, he'll do cell culture, but, like, I uh, dissect animals and shit like mm -hmm. that. So, like, uh, but he he gets paid, like, more than I do. A lot more. A lot like more. Yeah. More, yeah. Yeah, but in, yeah, but he also has a lot more experience working in the lab, so that, that could be part of it. Do you guys have the same exact job? Pretty Well, I mean, we're, we're essentially the same level. At yeah. this point, Jasmine should be making as much as I do, because she does things that I don't. That I but don't is it a, is it to. a different job title though? Uh, well, my mm, so my boss made it's, my job. Yeah. She literally copy and pasted Adam's job description, description yeah. for my job. Mm. So it's like it's essentially oh, that. Okay, that's yeah, different. except like I just have more add-ons like uh, ordering and you know managing undergrads and doing dissections and stuff. Here's the thing: I don't think you can argue that the wage gap exists. It does. It's, uh, but you have to look at the causes. What's, what's causing this? And that's where people get confused. Because I'm sure in your head, Seamus, you're thinking the way that a lot of counter, these counter feminist arguments from rational and irrational sides, both of them say that the wage gap is an illusion, essentially. And I think most of that has to do with the history of human culture. Like we, we tend to think like it's 2016, like we're over that shit, you know, and it's like every, every all the problems are supposed to yeah. disappear. But for, I mean, so many years, we're talking thousands and thousands of years, men have been essentially handling most of the society's like logistical work and women take care of the children. They're like the supporting kind of thing. They're, whatever you think of as the traditional role, that's how it's been for so many years. So the fact that 
of course, in the 20s even, all the very important positions were, ver were filled with men. Now, over since the 20s, we've been trying to reverse that or even it out, and we've gone a long, long way in doing so. But you can't just expect that much history to dry up in mm. that much time. There is still a wage gap. There is still that, like, for example, my boss makes a whole lot more than Jasmine's boss, and a lot of it has to do with that he's, like, in the good old boys club. He's, like, an old white man. She's an old white woman. And being an old white man old white men are more willing to give you to do shit for you and to work with you and that kind of shit than even an old white woman or god forbid a black man god forbid a young black man you know etc cetera, etc cetera. there is still that shit there but the important thing is that in the amount of time that you know it, it used to be a much bigger issue in people's recent memories our parents and grandparents can remember when it was like no if you're a woman you're working at a, a diner uh, as a paralegal, if you're lucky, as a, uh, a secretary. secretary, yeah, or you're like helping out with the church, or you're a housewife. That's pretty much it. You, or, scientist, or you go good rogue. luck. You go good rogue luck. and you become a coyote ugly chick. Or you go rogue and then you're a fucking outcast. So yeah. like, who really wants that? So that shit is still. But you're living the dream. Well, who's dream? <laughs> to an extent. But so that My shit dream, still you know has to. <laughs> It takes time. Everything takes time. It takes a long time to dismantle a castle, yeah. you know? But, but just I just to keep say having that, these like, coyote ugly dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, it's over. It exists no more entirely. It's, it, it's just a... I don't know. It's fucking stupid. It's missing the point. Again, all yeah. these arguments I find miss the point. Like, of course, like, yes, there's a wage gap. Like, you don't have to argue that. But is I'm there? Trying. I don't know. I would have to see numbers to prove that. I mean, like, I guess there's this anecdotal story you guys are telling me, but, like, I, I'm not just going to say, yeah, it exists. I don't know. Why would you say it doesn't exist? I don't know. I've heard, like, the factual feminist was on Joe Rogan, and she was breaking it down and said that when you actually account for, uh, like, part-time and the really, really dangerous jobs that men do, uh, and you, like, take that out of the equation, the wage gap right, sort of exactly. goes down Hold to on. almost Pause. zero. Pause for a second. Because you're saying when you factor for other shit, that's fine. I'm totally down with that. As a scientist, as a logical thinker, you have to go deeper. You can't just accept the face value. But what's the face value? How did that, people say 77 cents to a dollar, right? Women get paid to what a man gets paid. Where did that come from? You take the salaries of women of America and you take the salary of men in America, you divide them over each other and you get this simple ratio of 77 cents to a dollar. That exists. That's a real thing. You take the... Any woman, doesn't matter, on average, they're getting paid 23 cents less than men, right? That's fine. That's a real thing. You can't ignore that. But then you go deeper and you say, well, that's because the men traditionally are working these risky, horrible jobs, right? And there's a significant proportion of women that are housewives who don't work or who work part-time a lot more than men, a whole lot more. And women tend not to take longer hours. These are statistics, yeah. by the so way. So do you I'm, think that's a, a choice or something that's imposed upon us is I guess where I really, like, I really question how much of that is. I'm not sure how imposed that is on society nowadays. I, I feel like, like that's imposed because if you look at it now, they're in the dangerous jobs like construction and stuff. There are more women in their field than there used to be, and there's still like a big uh, gap in the in the numbers of man per woman that work there. But there, it it's shifting a little bit, but it's gonna be a long time before it's entirely equal. And I don't no, uh, no. What I'm saying is like what I'm saying is. Uh, 
how much of that, how much of those numbers reflect people's choices as opposed to like, oh, I really wanted to work with wood and I wasn't allowed because I'm a woman. You know what I mean? Or how much of it is, oh, like I have the opportunity to be a housewife and raise my kids and I, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm basically saying. But then like, on that, like how much is the husband going to be, if she, if she really wants to work, is he really going to stay home and watch the kids? Or does he actually want to work too and not have to stay there with the kids all day? Yeah, but but that's like a personal thing that I'm not really like yeah, concerned about you changing. You can't really ignore that though because that's the that's our culture. Our culture is bit. Yeah, built and on I, yeah. I agree with you that there is there are dynamics to our culture that have led to like like things happen the way they happen, right? Because historically, like we just said, men were the providers for the family, so a lot of them were working and stuff. And traditionally, that's still kind of that's still that system still works if you were to want to go down that route. So. Uh, but what I'm saying is the, 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 is it, is it a, if, if your husband says, I don't want you working, I would like you to watch the kids and you decide to watch the kids or like agree with him, then that's a choice. Like you could just go to, you could like work out that personal thing in there. What I'm, what I'm but asking it's is, never that is there yeah, really, it's, it's not that simple that never, it doesn't happen that way. Uh, what well, happens is you grow up understanding that as the mother, you are going to have to take nine months out of your job at some point and the man doesn't have to do that right yeah your mother tells you that you should stay home and watch the kids because it's important your yeah. grandmother is telling you this. and you're gonna your get aunts it from and uncles both are sides from like his mom and shit that's too. that is fine i'm not disagreeing with you guys but i'm not gonna police people's personal lives what i'm saying is 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 there is there really a lack of opportunity there or is it simply that People are making these decisions. These decisions are, I'm going to have kids. I'm married to this guy. He wants me to work at home. Maybe I don't want to, but I'm going to. Is that really reflective of like a, a huge uh, discrimination against women? Or is it just a cultural thing where traditionally we've defined these roles for women as being a housewife, being this, being that. And then you get into the things where like, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then just don't do that then. Yeah, you know what see, I mean? When, at that point, it's not that easy because our society- I know it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Our society is set up. So if you as a man, essentially, right, allow me to play the, the fucking activist, you as the man, you say, I want to have a, this kind of job or that kind of job. All I'll have to do is do this and that and the other. As a woman, it's like, well, fuck, you know, now I have to think about some extra shit. And you can- you can say like, well, you don't have to think about that. But that's, it's like the same argument that essentially enlightened people, the Buddha is making, oh, you are your thoughts. Just stop thinking these things. But when was the last time you really had that much control over your situation? Because right now, right. if you were, that's if you fine. felt like you were in control of your situation, you wouldn't be where you are and neither would either of us. Right? This is a complete side discussion. I'm not, no, it's I'm not, not. saying it's, it's it absolutely integral, is. It's integral to the discussion because you're saying if you realize, oh, I'm a woman, I don't have to do the traditional woman things. I can just make the choice to do whatever I want. And everybody has that choice, right? So if you're going to blame or not blame, if you're going to say like, well, it's, you have the choice. So the, uh, these other arguments don't really matter. That's not how the argument really works because at the top level of the argument, there is this wage gap, right? You can't really, you can't deny that when you go deeper, you factor in other things. Sure. You can even it out and it makes sense because that's how our society set up, but there's still this, there's still something there that you have to work through. I just don't think you can say like, yeah, well, you have a choice. Us do. There are social roles that happen, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they're good or bad. I'm just saying that it's not, it's not, it's not on anyone else to 
help you fix that really in a lot of a lot of ways you know what i mean like look it's not going to be easier obviously i agree there is a boys club there is because it's like oh i relate to this person he's like a white man like come come here like i you you remind me of me you know what i mean and that shit happens all the time i totally agree with that so i'm not saying like i'm not saying like uh what i guess i'm saying is i don't know what you could possibly enforce to change it other than telling people to, it comes down to just bettering yourself at the very end of the day. You know what I mean? And that, that story you told me about you guys having a difference in your thing like that, that's weird. You should fucking talk to somebody about that or something. But I, what I mean, I'm that's saying not like is the first job either. Cause uh, Jimmy Johns, I was there for three years uh, and I made less than a guy who got hired and worked there not even half a year, OD'd on the job, and still had his job. I still made less than him. Mm. Yeah, is, I don't is know. Is that just another case? Is that just, like, my bad luck? Or you It's know? hard to tell. For anecdotal stories, it's always hard to tell. But that's where you go to the, the big numbers for it. That's where you poll the whole country. And, the like, the bottom line is there is a wage gap. And, I mean, is that really fair? Is that, if you, basically what it means is if you walk down the street and you pick a man and a, and a woman, right, the woman, by the odds, is getting paid significantly less than the man. And granted, there are reasons why that exists the way that it exists. But is that is that fair? Is that right? Should we not? Should we just say, well, you know, it's because the men do the riskier jobs and the and the you know blah 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 blah. But and then you say, well, if you want to go against that system, all you have to do is just do something about it. But now this woman is getting paid significantly less. She has less influence in a materialistic world that needs money to to create influence so you're saying well i know it's unfair from you for you at the jump but you have the power to do whatever you want if you just so choose and what i I'm understand saying, that you, that is you cannot, true yeah but you, we can't we can't have that as the societal because that's what i that's all that i ask of anyone anywhere is just do the best that you can do regardless of the outside situations that's what all the spiritual leaders are saying don't get angry when people fucking when the universe is against you just fucking do your thing and try to better yourself and keep going yep. right yeah. but, so the people who are getting angry about it they're losing the point the the people who are saying it's not a problem are also losing the point there is a problem right but it doesn't have anything to do with us really in, with as individuals it's when you, yeah, when you I, take I guess the I don't, 350 I, I, million people in America, that's what the situation is. I don't want to talk about it in terms of the wage gap because to me the wage gap doesn't seem like the problem. It seems like a side thing. What you guys are discussing are like the so, the social shit that we have set up basically where we have these different values placed on different genders and stuff like that. But that has nothing – that has the, the wage gap is almost like a, a – uh, Symptom. Symptom of that. Right. Right. So I don't want to talk about it in terms of the wage gap, which is why I'm like, I don't know if it's a real thing or not. What what are we actually talking about? here? Right. Right. Talking about. But you you said then. Right. So you you were like, oh, well, you can't give me an anecdotal story so you can bring you can talk about numbers. But if you want to talk about the core issue, it's anecdotal stories. It's it's a story. It's a narrative of human history that's been happening. And the numbers, of course, are just a symptom because that's all numbers are. Numbers don't really reflect reality. They reflect a very specific point that you're looking at so there is a wage gap right what does that mean let's be realistic about is it. is it a bad thing is it good is it fair what do these yes. numbers mean because if it's if it's a woman getting paid less to do the same exact job obviously that is a problem my question is are women taking the same jobs is that a choice or is it because they're being kicked out of other things what i'm saying is do women just 
happen feel more comfortable in other jobs like men feel comfortable in other jobs as well you know what i'm saying that's on average on average i know there are differences i know there are these things but is it because women are saying oh i want to be a nurse i like being a nurse or is it because women are saying oh i can only be a nurse that's basically what i'm asking i feel like that would be an argument if it was like in the 20s like they could only be nurses nowadays like there there are a lot more jobs open like it might be harder for you to actually that's what i'm saying get that job but like it's it's open but just saying that like they they only think they can be a nurse is also missing the point yeah i feel like i think the wage gap argument in entire the entirety of it is missing the point you know what i mean it's it's not though because it's it's a symptom it's a real symptom it's like if you check somebody's pulse you can say they're alive but the pulse isn't the point the point is they're alive but you can't ignore the pulse just because you're saying like, well, we were just trying to figure out if they were alive. So forget about the pulse. You know what I mean? I'm not saying ignore it. I'm saying I, I can't I can't comment on whether or not I think it's true or not, because I would need to see numbers and have them explained to me. You know how I've had it explained to me is when you take out part time and you take out uh, like the more dangerous jobs, the thing goes down to zero. I don't know if that's true. I got to verify that as well. But all I'm saying is I can't I can't go full. I can't go full force and say it exists either based on. I think you're you're missing the point too here a little bit because it's not whether it exists or not. That's a black and white thing. This isn't a black and white issue, right? It's a multifaceted thing. If it doesn't exist, why are we talking about it? No, it it does exist, but that's not the point. The the point is whether it's fair. But if it doesn't, why would we talk about it? And what I'm saying is I don't know if it does or doesn't. Okay. Right. So, so like, let's talk about the real thing then. Is it a problem for, is it a problem for, uh, cause I don't know. I don't even know if it's a problem either. A lot of the things that like the way society has developed and like, and thrive for thousands of years where it's like people have certain roles. I'm saying you can definitely go above and beyond that if you want to, but I don't necessarily think that those roles are, are a bad thing either. They weren't really a bad thing and, and unless it's it, what, what the problem is, is when you have bad people, right? So you'll have these roles in place, but it's when like you start abusing women or you start doing this or that, because really at the end of the day, it's sort of like a, a mutually beneficial situation for a long time. The, the men providing things and the woman sort of, it's like they, it's like, it's like the two sort of animals that live, like the, the birds that are on elephants backs and they eat the bugs to keep the elephant clean or whatever. But they're like, we get lunch out of this, but we're also like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it, it, it's, it's like. It's in the 2000s that I feel like uh, that symbiotic relationship doesn't really work anymore. I I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, it it doesn't have to you don't have to stay with that sort of plan. Like times are changing, obviously. And a lot of it comes down to most people need like two incomes to kind of stay afloat. You know what I mean? But I, I think that, is that uh, what it comes down to uh, what, what, so what I'm thinking is, and so if we just look at our generation and, uh, if you want to talk about survival and how you need money to survive and stuff, you know, house payments, some people have car payments. Uh, but what I want to look at is student loan payments. Cause I feel like almost everybody, unless like you're really well off, has a fucking student loan. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're looking at like, well, do you really need more to survive and stuff like that? I feel like our our generation definitely does. Because we're, we're pushed by society into college and stuff like that. And then we learn once we get out that those jobs that you would have been able to get with that kind of degree 20, 30 years ago aren't open. 
with the mm. degrees that we're getting now. So then we're pushed to get you're you either have to like settle or you have to go back to school and you're putting yourself more and more in a hole to try to get out. But then in the end, uh, the the job you get, you can barely get paid anything to survive. So are you saying this is a women-men issue? Or is this a separate issue that you're talking about? I'm saying it, I, I would like to look at like our, our generation and look at one job next to another. I think that's how it should because be looked at. Because the stakes at. are higher. You're yeah, saying. yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's where I'm starting to see. That's where I think the angst is coming from. Because, the, like, our society is set up in a certain way. We were we inherited that, right? We we were born into this society that is set up a certain way, and there's nothing you can do about yeah, that. Yeah, you can't start from scratch every every ten years when a whole another group of right. Just because we have new ideas, yeah. there's already some shit set in motion that we have we have zero control over. And part of that is the the gender separation. I think what happens is right. The the structure that I see in my head is we're as human beings, right? individuals we're all equal in the sense that we have free choice right and we can choose to do whatever the fuck we want to do essentially but it's what you do with that choice and on the the other layer of that right as the general human being the next layer or one of the next layers is male and female and if there's a significant difference there it has a very big impact on the way society set up we've seen that and that's where all this like you know we need equality and all that bullshit so it's a good time for us to really be having these discussions because if we're, if we're accepting as part of our reality that human beings are equal and we all have the same choice, if there is a reflection in our society that suggests that our society is keeping people from actually having equal choice in their uh, you know, lifestyles or whatever, then we should do something about equalizing that. I think at this point it's pretty clear that there's, there is a, a separation, but I don't know if it's, I don't know what what we could do about it essentially, right? And it's pretty right. clear where yeah. it is. So like, and this is one of the problems is that you when you're poor, immediately if you're a human being, right, free, able to choose anything, you're now let's say a female for example, right? That's the next layer, and on top of that, now you're poor. I mean, you're pretty fucked by the odds. Just by pure odds, if you look at the sheer numbers and you don't think like, oh, well, these numbers mean something and I have to find out what the meaning is. Just by the numbers of what, it, what the reality of our society is, the numbers are if you're a human being, female, poor, you, you're fucked, essentially. You're pretty fucked because your choices are limited in America to, well, I've got to go to school, I've got to get a job while I'm in school to pay for school, to pay for food, to pay for rent, and then I've got to get a better job. Drop. And then Which is why I drop. think it's more of an economic issue than anything, really, because it comes down to not having the resources to live your life, right? right and that's why right. we're kind of pushed the into these things. Here's the thing, though. If traditionally, women were being provided things by men, right? That was how society was set up. So all this infrastructure and all these institutions were set up by men to do things for men so that they can feed or, you know, provide for women. The problem is now that women are saying, well, I want to provide for myself and the infrastructure isn't there. It's not that easy. There's all this, you know, consternation and you can see it in the numbers. You can see it in the anecdotal stories. But, you know, in each one, you can make an argument against it. But this, the com compilation of the whole thing, it is an issue. It's just, we have to solve it in a smart way. It's not, the, the thing isn't to say whether the gender gap, I mean, the wage gap exists or not. The thing is to say, like, well, how do we, what's a realistic way that we can 
equalize the opportunity. I That's feel really like it. I feel like it's like a bunch of headphones in one giant knot and you have to like tease apart each each little piece like one by one like that's how many it, it, everything's in layers yeah. yeah 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 and it's not like it's not just like one thing either it's just like a, it's like uh, if you go from one thing like oh it's an economic issue oh well it's this issue it's it all stems down to like we need to eat we need to survive we yeah. need to do all these things you know what i mean and and, and then it boils down to like uh I don't know. You sort of it's it's sort of like the who am I question. You keep going further and further back. So that's that's why like the the wage gap thing I can kind of disregard and say like okay, well what's behind that? Let's talk about but that. But see, that's the thing you can't disregard it. You always have to loop everything back to that instead. Don't disregard it. Just say okay, there's a wage gap, but it's because traditionally men are taking these jobs, women are taking these jobs because yeah. of our society, etc. But you don't you can't just say like oh, well the wage it's it goes to zero. It doesn't go to zero. It's a thing because if you take Every if we were really equal, right, right, right. economically, and you're saying that that's the most important issue, right, in, in the country. If men and women were economically equal, then men and women would have near equal choice in our society because all of our choices boil down to economics. But the no, economics don't, don't work out that way. No, I'm not saying that I'm disregarding it in the sense that I'm forgetting that it exists. I'm disregarding it in the sense that I'm not taking that as an argument when people try to use it as an argument for like. Uh, in a like really vicious inequality or like some sort of prosecution like persecution. I'm not saying wanna... it's like inequality or anything. Like I I agree that it's just. Uh... No, I'm not arguing with you guys. I'm arguing with the people who do do that. There are yeah, people see, who do that's that. The and issue I'm is you base so many argument. of your ideas about how you're going to argue it with like the general populace, and like that's I understand because that's how else you're going to do it essentially. But like you're you're one of those kind of guys who just sits in a shower and just makes up arguments because you never know when you're going to need it. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I do. That's what I was doing all day today. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't rely on the general populace's opinion. Oh, if you want to yeah. be, if you want to be well informed, the last thing you should be doing is saying, "Well, I'm just saying what general people are saying." Like, okay, well, that's you're just you're just repeating ignorance then at that point because generally people are ignorant about most things. You know what that it's, makes me think of those. Uh, those shows like uh, Family Feud and stuff are like they're like oh look look at the Trump supporters and they they end up asking like a hundred of the dumbest looking people on the street. Exactly. There are yeah, some Trump yeah, supporters yeah. who are super fucking smart, right? And if they really broke it down for you, you'd be like, damn, you almost got me there, almost. But I'm not in your shoes or whatever. But that's the thing, like with numbers, like you can't you can't disregard numbers. You absolutely cannot. The only thing you can no. do is interpret yeah. them, and that's where the mistake is made. I guess what my question is, the wage gap that does exist, is it a bad thing is what I'm saying. Is it is it the result of like persecution against women or keeping them out of jobs or is it because a lot of women tend to make choices that lead them in other career paths that don't pay as much? In my you know opinion, what I mean? Those like, are three different questions. I feel like okay, oh, so the the real question is 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 the wage gap a sign of something bad? Is it a bad thing? I feel like maybe in the past it wasn't, but it's going to become more and more uh, worse. I don't, I don't think that makes sense, uh, just the way I worded it. But I, I think it'll it'll become more of a problem the longer that it's ignored because more women are going into those different jobs that they wouldn't have before because of the choices that they made and because of society. So every yeah. everything is changing. So it... I, I do think it's going to become more of a problem. Yeah, I would say it's also bad. And here's my here's one example, right, of a, a of how it's bad, but it's not like 
just men being, hmm, you're, I'm not going to hire you. You have a vagina. I can smell it from here. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. a, it's something else, right? So see, That's what I'm arguing against this whole right, time right, no. is that kind of shit. I, I know, yeah, yeah. I know. And yeah. I'm trying to make the point that you don't have to disregard the wage gap because it's real without, you don't have to, you don't have to accept the, the smelly vagina argument. You can just accept the wage gap as a real thing. And here's one of the main reasons why. CEOs are one of the main populations of people who are pulling the wage gap apart. Because male CEOs make an astronomical amount of money in this country. Unbelievable amounts of money. There are not that many female CEOs compared to men CEOs. And they don't make as much money per whatever, per capita, per hour, whatever. That is one of the bigger issues. And my argument is that we don't need more astronomical uh, female CEOs. We need to start paying our CEOs less. And yeah, yeah, agreed. The, the that's like a hangover from when old white men used to run everything and they were just like oh shit we're getting threatened by the blacks and the women everyone's rising up against us let's just keep this money to ourselves and that's kind of still running out in in subtler ways than than i just expressed it but that's the ceo issue is a pure issue of old white men you know against minorities and women it's still the effects it, the, the mindset and other of the white men well, and why do we? Why do you, don't leave us out, man. Yeah. It's, it's it's not it's not them against minorities and women, and and it's a it's it's the very very rich against the people who are not very rich, and that's the that's most it's, of but us. But it's also against other rich men and other rich women. That there's always competition at that level too that you can't ignore. They're just kind of blanketed. I want mine, and if you're gonna help me get some, I'll help you too. And they know that they can do that with white men because that's the that's our society. It's been traditionally happening that way forever. Their dad told them that, their grandfather told them that, and of course, it's a we believe different ethics these days, but the ethics don't reflect reality yet. There's still an issue there, and the CEO one is one that to me is like the the actual problem. If you want to look at the wage gap, is that we're paying people disproportionate amounts to do jobs that. I mean, you don't really need that much amount of money. It's ridiculous, you know, when there are yeah. people dying and suffering and shit. And that's the real problem, that we should yeah. balance out what wages we're paying people, not that they're, that we should just, or not that there's this oppressive male secret conspiracy, you know, population who's keeping women and minorities down. It's just those are the after yeah. effects of the ones who used to do that. And I think a huge problem is that we're not, like, like you said, we're overpaying them and we're not taxing them as much as we used to when we were sort of flourishing as a society like it's not it's not it's not socialism to suggest we go back to the percentages we had in like the, the 60s and the 70s and shit or even before that you know when that number has gone down drastically i mean back in like i'm pretty sure during like world war ii like the top the top people were getting they were getting taxed like 70 or 80 percent or something like that because they're like well i still have like three bajillion fucking dollars it doesn't matter you know what i mean and that was when america was at its fucking peak you know basically uh, economically around the world so it really it really just comes down to the fact that like there are very very few people who have it all pretty much as far as the money goes and Everybody else just gets like the scraps, essentially, you know, and it's not it's not to say that, like, we should all be making the same exact because that's not I don't think that's the case either. It's not to punish them for, you know, being good businessmen or whatever. But you also can't it has to be it has to be regulated at some point a little bit. There has to be more regulation so that we don't have a situation where, like, we're crashing the fucking stock market and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it just has to be. It has to. We just have to be smarter about how we're fucking doing things. Things, you know what I mean. It, and and I think that's what causes all of these other symptoms, basically. I think it's like greed and ego. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. 
That's yeah, but we can't allow that to affect the system, right? The system is imperfect, and it needs to be spruced up a little bit somehow. You know, and I, yeah, that's what I like. Essentially, what I was saying about cops earlier is like we have to. If you're going to be a cop, you have to know that you're going to be under the finest detail of scrutiny. You know, we're going to watch everything you do, make sure everything you do is on the up and up because we're giving you so much power. You know, it's, it should be the same type yeah, of situation. Like we. We can understand that, and, you know, uh, people are made aware of that, but now there's just this disconnect with things actually going through. What do you mean? That support, like, the, the shift in the populace. Yeah, I think that's the case, too. That's that's why you see a Donald Trump rising to, like, such great success, and you see, like, a Bernie Sanders who's on, like, almost the polar opposite of that is because... Um, the 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 middle class or whatever used to be the middle class, which is essentially just everybody now or like the middle class doesn't exist. Everybody's just like, oh, we're all everybody's fucking struggling to get by a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, there's an anger there. And so you're seeing people like Donald Trump pop up who are just like offering like, hey, I'll I'll destroy all this shit for you if you want. And people are like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 Bernie Sanders is saying the same thing. And they're both saying, like, we're going to destroy the establishment that exists now. Essentially, we're going to rebuild it. And whatever flavor you want, people are into that shit right now. And for good reason, yeah. Shit's fucked up. So, we, I mean, we're supposed to be able to stage a revolution every four years. And this is like, this is actually probably the biggest expression of that concept of the revolution by by voting, you know, that the that we've ever had in the last, like, I can't even I, imagine how long. I, I think calling it a revolution uh, is way too early on. Because you can, like, vote and, like, get someone else in office with, like, different thoughts. But there's so much going into actually changing the things that they want to change that it could not happen at all. No, no, I'm still with you on that. I'm just saying that this is the, this election is the closest we've, you could ever, ever come to calling it, like, a revolution by democracy or whatever. It feels like the first say. wave rolling in, you know what I yeah, mean? And yeah, There's like a fucking tsunami behind it, there basically. There might be. I, I hope not, that, man. That's like, I hope not. We don't uh, need a tsunami. No, I, I feel like someone set up this, like, huge dominoes thing where they tip one over and, like, it makes a cool picture, but I feel like in the end they're going to have put a domino in the wrong place and it's just going to stop, like, four blocks in. <laughs> and you're never going to see the end product that everybody is hoping is going to happen. Yeah, I feel like mm. that's happened so... Like, that's the majority of government plans are like they have these 10-year economic plans that it's like well it's supposed to save us a trillion and a half dollars and et cetera, et cetera. but then four years later we're still in the more the most debt we've ever been in we're still spending money it's like well, what the fuck was that economic plan supposed to do like that shit stopped after the fourth yeah. domino yeah because life happens while you're busy making plans Exactly. That's a. I love I, that quote. The, thi the thing that I really worry about is the the idea that perhaps people in power are super aware of this and are like trying. I mean, they're trying their best to like fix it, and they're just not good at doing that. You know what I mean? Like they're just they just can't. Like it's I, like I guess what I'm saying is I'm afraid that like has the problem gotten so big that the only way. It only ends in disaster, basically. Like, have we reached that tipping point where there's no turning back? Or can we essentially, not to use Trump's fucking stupid line, but make America great again? Or make America optimistic again? You know what I mean? Like, can we get back to those times? I, I, I want to no. say that making Thank America God, no. great again might be, like, the wrong thing to say. Because are we really that great with all the homeless people we have? And, you know, the, the veterans not taken care of and shit like that. You know, horrible living conditions. 
No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's it's not that's that's what he's saying too, is that it's not great. Like I think like I don't know what the homeless rate was like in like the forties or the fifties when like America's economy was on the rise, you know what I mean? But uh <clears throat> I wasn't around back then, so I don't know. It was probably pretty scummy in some areas, you know what I mean? Like the same way that everything is, but it feel there's a feeling, right? Like an American, like, uh, like we lost something, like we've kind of gone down the shitter a little bit. And like, is there any way to combat that feeling at some like, can we ever get back to where we were like optimistic? Like we're the shit, we're doing everything okay. I, yeah, no, because we're not doing everything okay. So we don't, we shouldn't have that feeling because we're not. Yeah, I feel like, uh, what was I going to say? It's, it's hard for me to even like kind of picture it because all of the people who have power, all of the big companies, they're they're in the guys club. Like every everyone either knows everyone or somebody owns somebody. So trying to make change in one of those, like you're gonna have to have a hell of a lot of firepower behind you. I, it, it makes yeah. me think back to the arguments with Brittany, where she's like, "Ah, we can do everything. We can make change on Facebook. Just share this post." That's the beauty of social media. Like, yeah, that's what happened with fucking Black Lives Matters doing nothing. Occupy yeah. Wall Street basically did nothing. All those, all Great. those, like, uh, if you like this picture, Facebook is gonna donate a dollar. Like, no, they don't. You're just getting like a bunch of likes and shares on your fucking shit. Like, no matter how many likes you put on this, Jesus isn't gonna save that baby from cancer. Science is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe the science is Jesus, right? That's like an art, like, you know. Like, I, I feel like, like I, that's I, the I, argument. I'm like, oh my, oh my, I love this mm-hmm. cheese. Thank God for God making the person who made, who discovered cheese and made this brand of cheese. You know, that that's such a, yeah, a yeah, convoluted yeah. Uh, line of thinking. It's like a zigzag fucking ladder. Like, oh man, I love this blanket. Thank you forever who, God, who you made, who made the design of this blanket or this fucking <laughs> hamburger, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's something to it. I think the people are just kind of confused to say that, you know, because it's almost like all it is is just being like, oh, man, everything is awesome. This is great. Like, I'm feeling this love and appreciation, but I'm going through all these like <laughs> these crazy steps to express it. You know what I mean? Where you could just be like, life is awesome. Like, th- done. Like, you don't have to be like, you don't have to be like. Oh, thank God for the McNuggets I got this morning. Yeah. It was so lovely, and thank yeah. thank God for having a McDonald's and just, all this just shit. Just play the the Lego Land song, Lego Movie song. Everything is awesome. Yeah, just just play play that song. Everything we get it. It's a good ass movie. Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids. I think I think this was an interesting one. Uh, thank you guys for coming along for the ride. Oh wait, there you was one thing. I, no, I wanted to tell <laughs> I'm gonna go, you. I'm gonna go sit Please. in my shower and think of some more arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them. Oh, what were you gonna say, Jasmine? Um, so I feel like we've talked about veterans before and like how it like PTSD and stuff like that it might be like a neurological thing and there's like uh some people do like hormone balances and stuff but one of the things that I recently saw that I thought was cool is some some veterans and people from war who are treating their PTSD are doing them in Indian sweat lodges hmm that's interesting yeah they also I think they also recommend like LSD or something yeah yeah uh, Adam was talking about uh, a lot of psychedelics like yeah, LSD, psilocybin, which is mushrooms, MDMA helps which you work is out that trauma. Molly, yeah, exactly, and it's it helps that, you helps you remember things yeah. too. For a certain, for for some reason or another, and I could go into a long fucking explanation, but I think it helps you like 
forget about what's happening right now and how you're supposed to feel and what you're supposed to be thinking and you just go into like what man what was that moment really like you know like what was that actually like and it comes back and then you're able to deal with it in a safe environment as opposed to actually being there where yeah. you couldn't have I, I feel like a lot of treatments just deal with oppressing it or like helping them forget it instead of i i feel like dealing with it head-on is like probably the best way the healthiest way yeah, yeah. all right the end so grand, All right, grand the kids, end. <laughs> kids uh, take your problems head on. Don't take Vicodin to solve your problems. Drink some mushroom tea. Eating it is not the way to go. Yeah. Hey, grandkids, give us a psychedelic update. What, what kind of psychedelics are you guys into? Oh, uh, man, they had to have, like, super strong psilocybin uh, liquid drops, like stevia, stevia uh, yo, drops that you just drop on your tongue. Here's my thing. That America's going in one of two ways. One way is where we start legalizing these drugs more and more, and people are, like, tripping more, and it's, like, a legal thing, and everyone's, like... We Chill. learn how it is, and it's like uh, it starts to change things, et cetera, et cetera. Or we get Trump in, right? And he fucking cracks down on all sorts of alternative kind of thinking. Because and he probably has shares in like drug companies and shit like that. Yeah, so he he's would like, be losing he's got, money. He's got shares in the Vicodin company, so he doesn't want fucking LSD replacing Vicodin as the biggest solver of you know, woes and problems. Anyway, so our, our grandkids could either be living in a world where psychedelics are readily on hand, any psychedelic you want readily on hand, or they could be living in a society where they're like, I can't believe you guys would put that fucking filth into your bodies, you pieces of shit. How dare you pollute your body with drugs? I don't That's even like, want to talk to you, That's like, how dare you read a fucking book? So it'll be really interesting one way or the other. Either you're going to listen to these and be like, I can't believe you guys didn't trip for every episode, you know? <laughs> or they're going to say, like, I can't believe you guys ever would do that and talk about it. You shamed our family for generations. So, uh, grandkids, hit us up on that. Let us know. Well, fuck you. You're living in the mansion I bought, grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we All right, this has been Conversations for Our Grandkids. Uh, you guys should review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's Convo for Grandkids. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. I feel better. When we are drunks Yeah When we are drunks Yeah When we are drunks Yeah I lost a pinnick, I lost a pinnick, I half for a minute I my lust for life and these lights are bright and I love these women
Fluid, no lie. 